0: Yo, what's up guys? I'm excited to have on Kevin Lee today. He is a recent graduate from the University of California, Irvine. Uh, and he's also the founder of the Down app, which is a social networking app uh, about kind of like the low stakes hangouts. And we'll kind of talk about what that that whole app encompasses and how he got into it. Uh, so yeah, I hope you enjoy. All right, so just to start out, do uh, you just wanna tell me a little bit more about yourself and kind of how you got into the game of business and entrepreneurship and and how you got to this point right now?
1: For sure, um, yeah. I, my name is Kevin Lee. I just graduated from UC Irvine. I was a business administration student, and I also had a minor in statistics. Um, I started um, my business journey honestly kind of starts kind of early. Um, in high school, I was in a club called Future Business Leaders of America. Um, that was just a club that I I just joined because you know college apps. I needed something for my college apps, and I was like, oh, let's try this out. I tried it out, and it turned out that I you know, I really enjoyed what I was doing in there, really found a calling. And so I, you know, moved up to that in that club, I became president there. And then that just kind of fueled my journey through college as well. Um, throughout college, I kind of knew and I wanted to start a business at some point. Um, you know, you know, growing up, I've always had like a high confidence in myself and I always believed I could do, um, you know, extraordinary things. And so for me, that included starting a business. So I wanted to at least try it. I've always seen people that you know, talked about starting a business and I I told myself whether I was gonna succeed or fail, I I was gonna at least try it and not have that regret later on. And so, um, like I said, I always wanted to try it. And then during COVID, uh, which was my second year in college, you know, it kind of aligned where, you know, I was having a lot of time at home to brainstorm. Um, And then we'll get into this a little later, but I experienced this specific problem that I wanted to solve. And that aligned with my desire to start a business. So I was like, let's do it, you know? The time is never complete, right? Let's just jump on it now.
0: So what was it about business that interested you? Was it like basically giving yourself the opportunity to do something greater than yourself or was it um, something else?
1: Right, yeah, it's it's definitely a combination of that. Um, I I know you hear a lot about um, entrepreneurship. Uh, I know you're big in that entrepreneurship circle and you hear a lot about uh, wanting to be your own boss, things like that, right? um and that's big for me too but also like for me it, it's like you mentioned something bigger than myself i, I just want to leave a legacy i have a high confidence in myself like i mentioned and i don't want to be on my deathbed and realize that i didn't really do anything that you know that i can be proud of that stands apart and you know, that doesn't have to be starting a business um it doesn't have to be starting a business for everybody it doesn't have to be that for me 10 years from now that might not be what i want to do anymore you know but I just want to have something that um, I'm proud of that people can remember me by. And for right now, at least for 20 year old version of Kevin, you know, that's starting a business. And so um, that could change, but you know, for right now, that's, that's just how I feel. And, and like, I keep reiterating the fact that, you know, that can change because um, it's not necessarily like I, I used to see a lot of like entrepreneurs on like TikTok or Instagram, they try to come off like holier than thou. They'll be like, Hey, why are you stepping your nine to five job? Like, you know you know do what you got to do and like start a business and like um be your own boss don't be somebody else's slave like no that's not what i'm trying to preach like it's just that right now for me it's a business that i want to pursue but you know at the end of the day it's about fulfilling yourself and um being proud of your past self when you're old and can't do it anymore that's kind of what it's about for me
0: yeah no i love that because i think a lot of it like you were mentioning is it gets glorified and especially on social media or it's like this big thing that they're like, like you said, like people are just telling you like quit your nine to five, but what they don't really realize is that like for someone to do that, it it's more than just quitting your nine to five. Like there's so much you have to learn, I'm sure. And we'll dive into this in a second, but like really it's a it's a character journey and you kind of hinted at that. Um, the entrepreneurship is really just developing yourself and as you can develop, so can the business. So it's very interesting. And, and you mentioned that, you kind of saw the opportunity to get into something of your own uh, in college. So what was that opportunity? Like what, what was the problem that you saw? Cool. Yeah. So for me, a uh, little backstory on this problem, but during
1: high school and just throughout my childhood, I've always been a big basketball fan. We talked about a little bit about this before we even hopped on like mm-hmm. a recording, but it's a big fan. I'm a big um, Celtics fan. I love basketball. I love watching it. I love playing it, all of it. So um, I used to I was a junkie. I used to play basketball at the park every Friday. Um, the park near my high school is always super packed. It's one of the more, um, lively pickup parks. So I used to go every Friday. I would, you know, obviously there's friends that didn't want to go sometimes, but I never really had a problem getting like at least two or three friends to go with me. Um, and then COVID happened and then that became a lot harder, you know, at this point we just had barely moved into college for like six months or so right so that was still an adjustment for me you know having friends that weren't around anymore um and then you know the fact that i moved back and then the friends i did have that were around you know they couldn't really go out because you know i'm i'm an asian the the communities i grew up in were asian so a lot of people have strict asian parents and they can't really go out in the middle of covid obviously um you know with You know how strict they are, but also just the racism that was happening during that time towards Asians too. So um, during that time, it was obviously uh, hard to get people to go out. And COVID lasted a lot longer than we all expected. I think so. I was sitting there, like, man, I I really feel like I'm good to start going out and playing ball again. Like, I need my fix. I'm getting like freshman twenty now. Like, I need to go out and get some (laughs) exercise. Um, But I, I didn't want to go to the park alone and play. You know, like that's. I don't think anyone really wants to do anything by themselves, particularly like you know, if you can props to you, but it's not really something that people love. So I was like, I don't really want to post on Instagram that I want buddies for a pickup basketball run, you know, tomorrow night. That's such a low stakes thing. I don't really think that there should be a, I don't think there should be an Instagram post for this and it would look kind of, you know, off on my feed or anything like that. Um, There should just be a platform where I can broadcast that I want some low stakes hangout And I want people that can go with me. I don't particularly care if you're like the most compatible friend. I just want you to be able to go with me and have a good time. And so I looked in the marketplace. There's really nothing out there that's widely used right now for people to find other people to hang out for a specific instance. You know, there's a lot of apps out there, um, platforms out there that are more for like matching friends and trying to um, find someone who's compatible with you. But at the end of the day, I have friends. Like those apps will help me find more friends. But that doesn't really solve a problem if they also can't make it with me or are not free at similar times as me. And so I wanted a, a thing that's more spontaneous, more casual. And again, like we mentioned earlier, um, I wanted to start a business. So I, I said, let's go ahead and make this the thing that I want to solve. Um and so I tried filling in the gaps of where my knowledge was missing and I I started setting out to to create this business.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I think identifying that problem is is huge and definitely really underrated because that's that's your value prop for the business so i'm interested in right. know like what was it that like how'd you get started and did you think you're going to do this by yourself or did you start to find other people that were interested or what was kind of yeah. the, the thought process
1: yeah i started this uh, it was really all just a, a like a, a like a thing that happened all at once so during this time when i was facing this problem when i was deciding i wanted to start a business i was also enrolled at the Entrepreneur Center at UCI for one of their courses that was about to happen in the following winter quarter, which was the Experiencing Entrepreneurship Program, which is kind of just a program that you know teaches you the basis of, basics of entrepreneurship of what you need to know, um, how you need to go about things like that. Um, and so I kind of went through that program with this idea in mind already. And so everything I was learning, I was applying it to how I could use it to start this business. Um, and this was this was really my first like actual business that I was like really starting. I had dabbled before with like drop shipping and things like that, but those were all like um, like one-man operation type things, right? I knew this wasn't going to be like that. I knew this was going to be hopefully something bigger than that. Um, but being that this is my first business, I didn't really know how to pursue that yet. So I knew I needed more people. I didn't know who it would be yet. I didn't know you know where I would find them yet, but I, I knew it would be bigger than myself. Um, around the same time too, I started talking to my old friend from high school. I hadn't really talked to him in a while. And I just, I just made a point that I wanted to reach out and maintain some relationships. So I did that. And it turned out that um, he also had a huge interest in entrepreneurship, something that I didn't really know that when we were still in high school. But when we reconnected, I heard more about that. Um, I just started sharing my ideas as he was sharing his. And then he also found my idea to be really something that he was passionate about and that he wanted to work on as well and then over like over time it started as a trial but over time it became more permanent and he's now my co-founder so oh wow uh, that's how we've been uh that's how we've been making our team and then since then um our team's been filled out with interns that you know work with us get experience and then uh, some of them have been without with us long enough to be part of our more permanent team right now so how many people are on the team right now? Um, it varies. I would say our permanent team has around five people right now, but uh, we, we take our internships kind of in cohorts. So our first cohort was last summer um, and then people would just apply for either like marketing or development for help um, to help us in those. Um, and then usually as a cohort ends, obviously, there's people that leave and then in the new court, there's new people that come on. So in terms of people that have worked with us, it's, it's probably like over 20 at this point. Um, but obviously the people that are still with us is probably around five.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I don't think, we, I don't know if you mentioned it or not, but so um, what you're working on is the app. It's called uh, the down app, right? So right. Um, I'm curious, like who coded it? Like, was it one person, multiple right. people, and did you have to pay for it or was it just like students? Right. Right. Yeah.
1: So I, I guess I should have mentioned that it is called down. It's uh, if you look for it an uh, app store, it's called down groups. Uh, but yeah, if, uh, in terms of coding it, my co-founder, uh, his name is Anthony Nasser, who's a USC student. Uh, he's been the one leading development throughout all this process. And like I've mentioned, we've had different interns that have helped. So last summer, we had a group of interns that were helping out. Um, that was our first time like actually starting development, and so that was you know, it's Anthony's first time being an entrepreneur too. And so you know we learned a lot from that and like made a lot of mistakes. And so most of that, like we've already had to redo, but like, uh, we had interns helping us then and then this summer and um before the summer too and during the spring quarter we had an intern as well that was helping us. So it's it's not just Anthony, but it Anthony is the the focal point in the and the one that's taking the charge and building development. I kind of just give my feedback whenever updates are made and um, I kind of ask for things that I want to see and Anthony's the one that turns that into code and um, you know creates what our vision is.
0: Did you see anything like specific in Anthony that made you want to work with him? Um, I know you mentioned that you reached back out to old friends, but uh, what was it that kind of got you to bring him onto the team and and trust him to lead the development?
1: Right, so obviously, you know, first of all, um, he has that development skill set that I'm lacking, right? And so as entrepreneurs, it's all about problem solving. That's my problem in terms of our operation. So I needed to solve that. And then he was able to fulfill that. But more than that too, Um, Anthony has a a drive and a passion for entrepreneurship that you have to be like, you have to have to be an uh, an entrepreneur and a co-founder. You can't really just have the skill set to build. Like if you're like a marketer or whatever, you can't just be a marketer if you're a co-founder. Like as co-founders, you end up holding so many more hats. He's had to help me with marketing. He's had to um, obviously drive direction on product design, our, our direction strategy and so forth. And you have to have that desire to do more than just your job, to be a co-founder, because it really is gonna be so much more than your current job. Um, and I, I saw that in him. I, I saw that he wanted to start a business and he was really passionate about entrepreneurship. and He was really about it too. Like he wasn't just gonna like say it and then you know, put two hours a week in. He was really about that. Like, obviously, like I mentioned, we started with like trial periods and he was really about the grind. Like he was, um, he was really passionate and he was putting in the hours and so you know for me that's all i could ask for it's my first time as well i'm not going to be able to recruit like a product manager from like airbnb or something to be my co-founder you know what i mean so i just wanted someone that was willing to learn with me you know get through the thick and thin with me and and over time too obviously we were friends before this but our friendship has strengthened so much too because throughout this co-founder process like i've been able to really trust him and like At this point like it's like a marriage like there's probably like few people i would trust more in my life like than him so it's it's probably not something you'll know at the start of your co-founder relationship but what's really important to um a successful co-founder relationship is someone that you can trust as well and someone that um ultimately you want to at least get along with like i know sometimes that doesn't happen but yeah it's it's ideal if you can get it to happen
0: that's smart yeah i mean making use of what you have especially at the start like you said you can't hire somebody um like from airbnb right away but i think and and i'm not discrediting anthony because i'm sure i mean i've seen i've been on the app i've seen the coding it's impressive Um, yeah so i I give him a lot of credit for sure and and you for recognizing that and and bringing him on so how long did it take to actually code the whole thing out yeah so like
1: i mentioned we started like last summer but it's hard to Put in, can't point how long it takes because going, yeah. that was more like that too but also the fact that like the, a lot of the work we did was kind of scrapped because we didn't realize um when you're first starting a business it's really about the mvp getting something out quickly um and then when we first started last summer it was more so about building the perfect product because if you remember anthony's background is in engineering and you know your 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 role as a computer scientist isn't to make a crappy product right it's to make something as perfect as it can be the problem with that is when you're in entrepreneurship, you have to balance it a little bit because perfect takes a long time and um, startups don't have a long time. And so um, in terms of like really, really starting for what we currently have, I would say that's more around this year, um, around 2022. So I'm not sure what month exactly, but um, it's it's been, I guess, around four to six months, I would say. Um, and that's gotten to where we are today. Um, and obviously it's not perfect, there's still bugs and all that. But if you can imagine that happening in four months, like imagine how long a perfect app would take, you know? So,
0: yeah, no, And I think I want to touch on what you just said, because you mentioned the MVP, which you're talking about minimal viable products, right? Right. Yeah. So I think that's one of the most important and overlooked things, especially like I know as an engineer, like we often look at like, how can we make something like not super complicated, but like, what can we add to this to make it more valuable? uh Mm. instead of thinking about like how can we simplify this and go down to the core problem that you're solving and then just really solve that as well as you can and then get it out there and really like you can have this amazing idea for an app but the market doesn't care about how amazing your idea is it only cares about what the customers say about it and i think that that's often overlooked and so it's it's good to hear that that you recognize that and you implemented that because i think that's one of the probably the most important things for startups to realize uh so it's cool to hear that you recognize that right away and and you've been able to execute on it too i kind of want to jump off of that a little bit too like um like that's a good
1: point to have i'm I'm also just putting disclaimer out. i'm not saying to make a crappy product you know like (laughs) it's important that um it, the point is that you should prioritize. Uh, like, obviously, once you get it out there, you can get feedback, and so once you do that, you can find out what is actually bothering customers. Um, and for us, it's like what are the actual key bugs that need to be fixed. If there's like a feature or a bug that like no one ever encounters, you probably don't need to spend three weeks on it. And that's kind of like the whole lesson that the MVP tries to teach.
0: That's so important too. Like, if you look at like I'm just thinking about like Shark Tank, for example. Like, have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of products that I see on there that like these people put like their lives into them and it's like their baby. Mm-hmm. And then like the market just like, doesn't give a shit. And then, right, then right. what? like, you're not going to sell it if it doesn't have the value in the marketplace. So right. yeah, it's crazy and often overlooked for those reasons. Cause people get so attached to the idea and how much time that, and how unique it is to them. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I, I give you a lot of credit for recognizing that early on and, and executing on it because i mean you can tell even just being in the app if you guys download it you'll see like it's not super complex because really it doesn't need to be it's like like he said it's basically figuring out uh who wants to do something when they want to do it and getting a group to do it Th- that's that's the premise behind it and it's if you simplify it that way rather than like trying to over complicate it because scaling in itself is complicated don't make it more complicated than it needs to be right that right you're going to be on the right path there Um, so have you guys gone through like any rounds of funding yet or what's the deal with the finance side? Yeah. So financially, obviously, um, in
1: terms of Anthony coding and myself working, we just work, you know, out of sweat equity. So like, we just, we, we don't pay ourselves. Um, and we haven't really had to like have much in finances, like anything that's had it, like that we've had to pay for so far has mostly come out of pocket. So that includes, um, like incorporation that includes like. Getting like the domains and like the uh, logos and things like that. Um, it's mostly come out of pocket, but we have gotten like non-dilutive funding so far. So we got thousand dollars from, uh, I believe it's called the Student Startup Fund at UCI. Um, we got this last year, um, and then this year we have um, a stipend coming in from the Blackstone Launchpad Fellowship, which was uh, which I was a part of this summer, um, and so that's been covering a lot of our, um, you know, immediate expenses but anything beyond that has been out of pocket so far and we want to we want to you know gain a little bit more traction before we pursue funding just because you know from the investor side too like who wants to invest in a company that has no traction right and so that's kind of where we're at right now but it's something that uh, might be happening relatively soon
0: okay yeah no that's a good point because like you said uh, nobody wants to invest in a company that has no traction but at the same time like if that's not your value to the investor, then what is? So I'm curious to dive into, I'm sure you've had to pitch this um, once, if not multiple times. Yeah. So when you're pitching it to investors, like obviously their goal is they're they're mainly looking at the people behind the company. That's like the number one thing, but also right. the value to the market. So what are you pitching and, and like, what's the vision that you're giving them that is convincing them to, to fund you?
1: Yeah, so it really kind of depends on what you're looking for. Um for us, right, we this I guess you could kind of filter us in as like a tech company as a, like what we aspire to be, right? And so usually that's kind of more venture capital funding. Um and so for venture capital, you, what you really want to do is just convince them that this is a big enough opportunity first of all that like there's like a big market for this. Um so that could be um justifying the social media uh landscape uh that could be uh talking about current sales or whatever um so justifying to them that you know they can make a really big return on their investment um VCs know that most likely they won't see any return on their investment but if they do hit they want it to be large enough to cover their losses and so that's kind of um something that you want to be able to pitch and then um like i mentioned if you can pitch traction that's bigger than anything like even more so than like um i guess like the team even or like even like the um the moat of the product or like or like the defensibility of the product too if you can get traction especially in social media that's bigger than anything because if you think about apps like um you know instagram or snapchat or anything like that there's nothing really proprietary about those like anyone can build a new instagram the problem is you don't have the millions of users that instagram does and as a you know a sharing social app um, the value comes from the people and so it's hard to Take that down once that's been built, and so that's kind of the biggest thing in social media is being able to prove that you're going to build traction, that you can gain those users, um, and as a result of that, typically in terms of pitching to really anything, venture capital, angels, um, anything, usually sales is king. Usually, um, if you can get sales, that's like the biggest thing to prove that you have something. But in social media and tech, kind of even more so than that is just proving that you can get active users because. Um, at least in social media, the terms are like the the modes of monetization are already so like set already. They're already so um I guess they're easy to get once you have the users. So invest- investors aren't really worried about that. They're just worried about you actually getting the users to monetize. Um and so I'm kind of sidetracking here, but if you are familiar at all with be Real, like be Real is like almost like a, i think the last time I checked, they were like six hundred something million dollars valuation and they haven't made a single penny in revenue. And so, you know, that's kind of going to show what investors value when you're pitching.
0: Yeah, the audience. And I think that's like the, the elephant in the room here is that for a startup like you guys, especially in software, the audience, like you mentioned, it's everything. So I'm mm-hmm. curious on the marketing side, what are your plans for gaining that audience? Because I know, like you said, you have to prove that you can get the audience to the investors. Um, but how do right. you prove that? And like, how do you actually do it? What's your plan?
1: Right. So right now, our audience is is pretty limited to the UCI area and just um, people in our immediate networks in general. Um, We're hoping to see at least some growth with that in terms of um, kind of people using the app. Because again, like we mentioned, um, it's about the traction, right? So we don't want to bring in a ton of users. Um, It's going back to MVP point two, but we don't want to bring in a ton of users that ultimately all drop off, right? once you you know you can you can hustle and that's what we're going to do we're going to continue to hustle and find um, you know uncommon ways of getting users but at the end of the day in terms of scaling and getting a lot of users that costs money and so we don't want to put that in yet until we know that we're not going to just lose them all in a week you know um, and so that's kind of the biggest thing for us but in terms of getting users uh, it's things like going on campus and going to on campus events it's it's word of mouth it's um social media um and in terms of funding once we get the stipend from blackstone we're going to be going into advertising too with um most likely like reels and TikToks. those are what's hot right now so we'll probably get into those as well Um, but it's it's really just my answer for this is really kind of my answer for everything too but for startups there's like no set answer you kind of just Test out a bunch of things and see what works well, because ultimately you're never going to have the exact resources to match like um, one of the huge players. Right. So you just have to be creative and see what works.
0: Yeah, that's smart. It's about adapting. Right. And you, I mean, you just mentioned it. Um, so I'm just curious, like on the side, like you mentioned, you, you're going to go to events and all these things and target the UCI Orange County area. So when you're pitching this to people, not investors. Um, there's some obvious friction uh, within software where like not only are you convincing them that uh, like your app has value, but then you have to get them to download the app on the app store, which downloading mm-hmm. another app on the app store for a lot of people can be kind of annoying, right. um, even though right. it's simple. And then beyond that, you have to get them to sign up. So mm-hmm. when, you, when you're talking to people, what are you saying and how are you pitching it to them?
1: Yeah, so kind of similar to how I described the problem, I kind of just describe it in the sense of problem and solution, right? So um, like I mentioned, uh, there's not really anything out there that solves this problem of finding someone to hang out with when your current friends are unavailable or uninterested in going with you. If you want to go to, like I experienced this recently, I went to One Republic concert. None of my friends like One Republic that much. So none of them wanted to go with me. So if you're ever facing a similar situation, if you wanted to go play pickup basketball, you wanted to go try a new spot, um, on campus and you wanted to go study in the library. If there's anything that you wanted to do and no one wanted to go with you You're kind of just stuck doing it yourself right now So why not give this app a try because we're trying to solve that specific instance, you know, we're trying to solve that specific problem, you know, yes there's things like um, You know friend matching apps and there's like things like meetup, but they don't solve that exact problem and we're trying to so You know, give us a try, you know, if you download us and it doesn't solve your problem you know, I'm not gonna hold you accountable to staying. Like I'm not gonna force you to stay. Just give us a try and see if it solves your problem. That's all we're really asking for.
0: Yeah. And to add on to that, if like you do try it and for whatever reason it doesn't solve your problem, tell like tell them about it. Uh, find a way to contact right. Kevin. I'll have his links and stuff at the the end of this in the description. Um uh, so just reach out to to him or to anyone on the team uh to to tell them about it because ultimately that's gonna be what helps them become what you want them to be. Uh, exactly so yeah I mean let's just I'll leave it off with um like if you had one kind of piece of advice um to tell someone who is just starting in in this world of startups and getting going like what would you tell them and the biggest thing that you've learned so far um I I really this is
1: cliche but you really should just start um I I think once you start on your journey you'll realize there is so much that you don't know And there's so much like things that seem like they're out of your control. And if you try to overcomplicate it and analyze it all before you start, you won't get started. (laughs) Like it's, it's, it's really not, um, it's really not for the faint of heart. Once you start, it's, it's a lot on your plate as a founder. Um, You know, any people that work for you, if you ever take on investors, they're, they're all relying on you, right? With their bread, with their time. Um, And so, it's a lot of stress and it's a lot of um, responsibility. So, you know, you have to be able to understand that. But if you try to look too far into it, you won't get started. So really just get started and see where it takes you because, you know, not everyone's going to come out of this as Mark Zuckerberg, right? But at at the end of the day, I really feel like anyone who really tries to start their business will at at the end of it feel really proud of themselves, success or failure, because they try to do something special. And that's something that, a really small population, um, percentage of the population can say about themselves. So whether you end up being successful or not, it's going to be a huge, uh, you mentioned this before, it's going to be a huge character development, huge personal um, personal growth, um, and it's worth trying. So just go ahead and try it. Um, you know, at the beginning, you're not going to know everything. So just find what you need to know to get started um, and just treat your whole process like a minimum viable pro- minimum viable product. Whatever you don't know, fill in the gap then at that moment and try to move forward and see if you can last another day. And if you can keep lasting another day, you can last another two days. And then hopefully you'll still be here, you know, doing your thing later on, but whether that happens or not,
0: you know, just trying it is the first step that, that really counts and really matters. That's awesome. I love it, man. Uh, This has been awesome. Thank you for, for coming on Uh, for everyone listening. uh, Go check out down. I'll leave it in the description of the podcast. So if you're in the orange County area, you go to UCI or anywhere around there, make sure to check it out, because it is, I've been on the app, uh, so you'll probably see me on there, uh, but you'll you'll get opportunities that you otherwise wouldn't have with people creating events, and and you'll be able to meet people that, like, like I said, you wouldn't have been able to meet otherwise. So it's definitely really valuable. It's free on the app store, so go check it out. Um, once you use it, let Kevin know, or if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to Kevin, you can reach out to somebody else on the team, or even me, and just tell me the feedback, and I'll relay it to Kevin. Um, Because that's ultimately going to be super valuable to them and to make it better for you guys. So, yeah, go check that out. um, And I'll have all those links in the description. So, yeah, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you coming on. Cool.
1: Appreciate you having me. This has been really uh, nice talking with you, Kyle.